Adi in Mugello, the mayor reassured the population about the extent of the phenomenon. Public opinion united under the aspect of the health alert, however, would have been divided on the contrast of similar events that would in any case favor the presence of tourists in the area in economic crisis after months of pandemic. The president of Aduk, Vincenzo Donvito, spoke on the subject, commenting, A characteristic of both is that these are meeting at a European level of people who do not fall within the traditional canons of tourist visitors. They certainly do not bring wealth to those tourist structures that do the competition for those who offer more sophisticated services and relative high prices. But it is undeniable that some breathing space will bring it to the economies of the countries that are in the area. Not only that, but they also allow specific territories to be considered lovable lands, even for this type of tourism. And finally, there moments of meeting and exchange of youth cultures, generally through the main method of communication, music, and all this can go well or badly based on the consideration that our administrators have of their territories, conformity or vision of the present and the future, Donvito concluded. On social media, the debate took place among the images of a Tuscany crossed by groups out of the ordinary, campers and vans equipped for camping and people walking along the streets. To guide the veterans, however, there seem to have been the same indications reserved for mass tourism because the chosen destinations are among the famous top, characterized by keywords such as free beaches and free spas or most beautiful villages and more paths in nature. song by Dharmica. When I started on this journey, I was strong, my steps were light. There were no strangers, trust came easy, eyes wide open, clear and bright. Wherever I went, I was on an adventure. Every new road was an opening door. Well, it can't be that far. I'm rounding the bend. Oh, it's not such a long way home. In time, the weather started changing. Storms rolled in and darkness fell. I slipped and struggled, kept on moving. Where I went, I cannot tell. I don't feel lost, but I'm not on the trail. I'm zigging and zagging as time moves along. Oh, it can't be that far, round in the bend. It's not such a long way 
family hippie gathering in the woods of the Upper Mugello, hundreds of flower children, August 23rd, 2021, from La Repubblica. The president of the Mountain Union Muschetti, they are authorized. Hippies from half of Europe gathered in Tuscany between the Florentine municipalities of Mugello, precisely Maradi and San Gadenzo. This is what is happening in these hours for the meeting of the Rainbow Family, a gathering that will end in the first week of September. It is not a question of public order, as there are no problems of this type, explained the president of the Mountain Union of Municipalities of Mugello, Gian Perro, Philippe Moschetti. The meeting is, however, authorized in the sense that they have a concession for the temporary use of the Union's land. However, there are some aspects that must be respected, including the prohibition on lighting fires. On the number of hippies present, added Muschetti, it is difficult to estimate given that they are scattered, but we are certainly talking about hundreds. After the controversy over the rave in the, Viterber, in the Viterbo area with queues, also in the Grosseto area, a certain concern has spread in the area, but it would have no reason to exist. In fact, it is not the first time that the Rainbow Family gatherings have taken place in Italy. The first one was in 2002. The gatherings are also very different from a techno party as the movement is based on a close relationship with nature. It was born in 1972 with ties to the culture of the Native Americans and sets these gatherings on the lunar cycles. On the morning of the 23rd of August in the Prefecture of Florence, chaired by the Prefect Alessandro Guidi, a meeting of the Provincial Committee for Public Order and Safety was held, during which the question relating to the meeting was examined. The meeting was attended by the police headquarters of Florence, the provincial command of the Carabinieri, the provincial command of the financial police, the mayor of Maradi, Tommaso Triberti, and the mayor of Palazzuolo, Sulcino Gian Piro Moschetti, who is also president of the Mountain Union of Municipalities of Mugello. In the course of the COSP, let the prefecture know it has been confirmed that this is a hippie gathering and there are no reported problems for order and public safety. It also emerged that a phase of initiation of the outflow of participants has begun, both on the Tuscan and Emilian sides. However, the monitoring of the situation will continue with the utmost attention. 
trying to be true Here's the world that I'm on Fell right through the crack Now I'm trying to get back Before the cool down when I'm around Giving it my best, there's nothing So I'm about to find an adventure Reckon it's getting my turn To gain some, I learn some But I won't hesitate No more, no more Is our fate, I'm young Too much time leaving my face in the mirror Bending over backwards just to try to see it clear My breath fogged up the glass So I drew a dick and balls and I laughed I guess what I'm saying is you just here with the season Kick me down some cash, you don't make it within reason It's what we aim to do I'm just traveling through But I won't hesitate No more, no more This is our fate Come hop a train.
in the province of Bologna, 301 people reported out of 1,000 participants. August 24th, Lego. Rave party. In the province of Bologna, at the beginning of August, 301 people were reported out of about 1,000 participants. The measure carried out by the Carabinieri of San Giovanni in, in Persichetto comes after the identification of those who had participated in the clandestine party in a former sugar refinery in the Bolognese Plain, in the territory of the municipality of Argelato. Of the 301 participants, 22 are minors. A thousand young people from all over Italy participated in the abusive party. Those reported are mostly Italian boys in their 20s, apart from a few adults. Also, all were sanctioned for violating the anti-COVID-19 legislation, and in 165 had police records. Three participants also had to be in solitary confinement for positive contact with positive people. The former sugar factory had already been the scene of similar festivals in the past. The first reports, loud music, and a large number of people arriving began on Saturday evening, but then the military continued for most of Sunday the identification operations of those present. A thousand young people from various Italian cities, but even from abroad, some managed to leave before they were checked. The gathering had provoked discussions and complaints in the area, even if the demonstration was smaller than the one that in recent days was held in Valentano, Viterbo, which lasted six days and which in the end counted about 3,000 participants reported, with aftermath of political controversy and fears for the spread of the coronavirus infection. Meanwhile, on the border between Romagna and Tuscany, hippies from half of Europe are finding themselves in these days among the Florentine municipalities of Mugello, precisely Maradi and San Gudenzo. It is the Rainbow Family, a gathering that will end in the first week of September. Yesterday, in the prefecture in Florence, a meeting of the Provincial Committee for Public Order and Safety was held, during which the situation was examined. For the moment, no problems for public order and safety have been reported, and apart some people started to leave. On August 22nd, however, another rave party was blocked in the Brindisi area, even before the setting up of necessary equipment was completed. In that case, there were at least 200 people ready to party.
Idaho Prism at Instant Soup Kitchen, and we're going to hear a song from Jiva and Diego and Rich in Spirit. In the silence, we will make a circle wide in the silence. We will stand side by side in the silence. We will all pray for peace in the silence. I'll pray for all wars to see. COVID case at the hippie rally in Mugello, isolated forest, August 25th, 2021, in La Nazione. It is a gathering attended by hundreds of people and takes place in the woods around Maradi and San Gaudenzo, municipalities of Mugello, in the province of Florence. At that meeting, 
the alarm went off for a case of COVID, which now forces the authorities to isolate the forest where the case was registered. Problems for the event organized by the Rainbow Family, the Rainbow Families, who promote a lifestyle closer to nature. These are rallies that always have a certain success with people from all over Italy and beyond. Now the Committee for Public Order and Safety of Florence, after the recorded case, has established that the mayor of Maradi, the place where the authorized event has been taking place for days, orders the immediate isolation of the wooded area concerned both incoming and outgoing, and it was also agreed the equally immediate preparation of health services on site for carrying out screening on subjects still present by means of a COVID swab and the adoption of any consequent necessary measures to protect individual health and collect. Through the organizers of the rally, with whom the president of the Mountain Union of Municipalities of Mugello ensures constant connections, the tracking and consequent precautionary measures for those who have now left the event will also be provided, which takes place in an authorized Oh, you won't get me down underground in your mind. Away from the trees and the flowers so fine. Down in the dark where the sun doesn't shine. You won't get me down in your mind. They dig for the cold for the most of their lives. Away from their children, away from their wives. To make others rich in the heat and the dark. as beautiful. 
cele, dar niciună dintre ele sunt ca ochii mele. Case of COVID among the hippies in the Apenninus police checks. It is forbidden to enter and leave the gathering area. August 26th, 2021, Forli today. The soldiers were deployed by the Forli command and the prefecture to verify compliance with the order of the mayor of Maradi Tommaso Triberti, which prohibits all access but also exit from the Fontanece area, an area of the Apennine Ridge. Maximum surveillance by the Carabinieri Thursday morning on the paths that from San Benedetto and Alp lead to the Aquacetta waterfalls and Monte Lavane and on the provincial road of the Pesciera Pass that leads from San Benedetto to Maradi. The soldiers were deployed by the command of Forli and by the prefecture to verify compliance with the order of the mayor of Maradi Tommaso Triberti, which prohibits all access but also exit from the Fontanecci area, an area of the Apennine Ridge, already in the territory Tuscan and about a kilometer from the border 
with Romagna, but easily rechargeable from the popular paths that from San Benedetto plunge into the heart of the national park. In this clearing, in the middle of the pristine mountain, the Rainbow Family Gathering is underway, which at the beginning of August saw the participation of about 500 people from northern Italy above all, but also of several foreigners from northern Europe, and which fact perpetuates until now the movement of the 60s and 70s of the hippies. It is not the first time that the Forley Mountains are the setting for the meeting of alternative communities, and in contrast to consumerism. But this year, the concern has arisen for the gathering of people in which a case of positivity to COVID has emerged, with a symptomatic woman taken care of by an ambulance in Maradi and by the Florentine Healthcare. On Thursday morning, to limit a possible epidemic outbreak, the swabs in the off-limits gathering, which according to the estimates of the Carabinieri still see about 100 people present. However, not everyone accepts the test. In the meantime, with an order, the mayor of Muradi has banned access to the area since Wednesday to avoid new entrances, but also exits from the gathering area, at least waiting for the swab. In coordination with the prefecture of Florence, also that of Forli, Cezana has therefore taken measures to monitor the accesses and exits from the Fontanecci area as regards to the Romagna side. The Carabinieri on Thursday morning monitored the traffic of tourists, sending back those headed to Fontanace, but also checking the cars parked by the hippies in San Benedetto. For the moment, the Forley law enforcement agencies are not known other cases of coronavirus positivity except the already known case. The Carabinieri also proceed with the identification of the people present to trace contacts in the event of quarantine measures, since several present are homeless and therefore more difficult.
Judge upon the line. I'm ready to be judge upon the line right now. Oh yeah, judge upon the line. I'm ready to be judge upon the line right now. Judge upon the line. I'm ready to be judge upon the line right now. Judge upon the line. Judge upon the line right now. Judge upon the line, operator, give me judge upon the line right now. Judge upon the line, operator, give me judge upon the line right now. Judge upon the line, operator, give me judge upon the line right now. Judge upon the line, operator, give me judge upon the line right now.
The No to the Hippie Pad, Difficult Tracking, The Gathering of Maradi, from La Nazione Firenze, August 27th. The work of the ASL team at the Hippie Rally in Mugello is proving particularly difficult. The two prevention technicians, the nurse and the two health assistants also, yesterday tried to convince the remaining participants of the Rainbow family in the woods of Maradi to undergo the swab after the ascertained positivity of one of them. But they are getting a lot of no. We cannot force them, they explain from the ASL, and someone is already moving away despite the emergency measure ordered by the prefecture that had tried to create a bubble in the open air. Nose and departures make tracking impossible. Among the few swabs made, none at the moment would be positive other than the lady already identified.
need a drummer. We need something to keep time. We need rhythm. Play that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, for the uh, okay. Which one? Which one? May the rainbow be unbroken. May the circle. May the rainbow be unbroken. Yeah. Rainbow be unbroken. yeah. yeah. One, two, three, four. Good. Nice hat. Five, six, seven, eight. Was there some big secret? Some, <laughs> some secret to it? Waiting for you to start playing. <laughs> May the circle be on. He wanted to record May the one we just rain. did. Is that okay? Oh, Fitch wanted to yes. record. Yeah, he wanted to that record. Song. May the rainbow, May the rainbow be, be unbroken. Oh, well, the circle? Okay. Huh. Yes, yeah. so you take it away. Wait, wait, wait. Let's make a big announcement. Oh, and now. <laughs> announcement! <laughs> <laughs> the thunder well, beams say, heard you. Say the, na <laughs> say the name of the friggin' tune. July 4th, Idaho <laughs> Rainbow. May the rainbow be unbroken. Thank you. This song should help bring the prisms together in Colorado next year.
Next, next. Come on, we got to get through this list before the gathering's over. We're doing it right now. Next, next, please. Quick. Trust me. Trust me. When the ones that loved us here. Be three, four weeks, and you haven't actually been able to listen to us as well due to the fact that we've had some mechanical difficulties and uh, things sounded rather kind of funny. So, anyhow, uh, we're here at the Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. Thank you for being here on Racers Alley. And uh, a lot of things been happening over the past month. You know, got a bunch of racing going on. And uh, boy, there's been a lot of rides. Uh, I think the Curve Unit had a ride. The Dames Don't Care had a ride. The Women's Royal Ratty had a ride. You know, so it's a, it's a lot of neat stuff going on. And uh, basically, uh, well, uh, we'll go over that tonight. I'm kind of a right now I'm winging it so give me one second while i actually put on some music and be right back here you see how lucky threw a menu on the floor <laughs> he did he did not want to eat get this yeah. out chicken fingers what kind of fucking menu is this uh, this is my joint we don't do chicken fingers <laughs> hi cool can i get you an appetizer combo what the fuck is that oh that's uh chicken fingers and uh, egg rolls with uh popcorn shrimp yes so now Lucky's like, what's the idea not paying off last week? He's like, well, I w- warned you about that raid. I thought we'd be square. And he goes, no, 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 pay me. Oh, there you go. I got to pay. Oh, you talking about the raid at the beginning of the film? I don't know. I don't think so because that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Well, no, there's my, oh, look, I'm out behind. Oh. Look at you. You leave my sister alone. Hey. May I? Oh, May? yeah. Too late. I love your mind. All righty, welcome back to Racers Alley. Anyhow, uh, yeah, it's Alex here, and thank you for joining us here at Meany Radio again. Uh, Racers Alley here in the heart of the mission. And uh, boy, oh boy, like I said, it's been three weeks since you heard from us all. And uh, let me push the record button here so we'll actually go on live. Uh, Bam. So I think we're recording and we're live now. So at 6.03, welcome to Racers Alley here at the Heart of the Meeting Radio. Anyways, um, boy, like I said earlier, we had a lot of rides going on with a bunch of uh, organizations over the past weekend. You got the Dame Stowe Care running, the uh, Women's World Ratty Riders, and uh, I think the Curve Unit Girls as well. Uh, tonight we're going to have actually... Um, the machine uh, is going to be here and uh, tell us about some stories about riding and such. And uh, got Milk Great Brian back, and he's going to be spinning some tunes. And uh, Wade Boyd, uh, Subculture Racing, will be in and uh, discuss, actually, uh, exciting news about uh, his other half, Christine, who's also a world-renowned racer on a sidecar. Uh, she's opening a new restaurant here in the uh, Lower Hate called Berliner Berliner. So it would be great to listen and hear about that as well. So uh, give me a few minutes here. And uh, we'll get some music on, get our stuff together, and be back shortly. Right? (laughs) Will this work? We'll see.
it worked. Cheers.
Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Racers Alley, and uh, you know, uh, I've been told now we gotta have a little break in between music and let you all know that we're still here, especially since we've been off for a month. So, anyways, welcome to Racers Alley here at Meeting Radio in the heart of the mission, and we got Milk Creek Brian, uh, Subculture Wade here tonight, uh, and uh, uh, the machine's gonna be coming in, giving us a bunch of tales about uh, motorcycles and such. It'll be a fun time. So, anyhow, uh, we'll be right back shortly. Uh, we're just getting the show starting together and uh, chilling out before we. Uh, Go on proper. So, uh, Milk Crate, let's bring on some tunes. Yar, yar. i 
We're trying to start coming in at the five-minute mark or so every time because uh, I've heard from listeners that they don't know if we're still here or not. Welcome back to Racers Alley here at the Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. So anyways, uh, boy, oh boy, last weekend we had a great uh, uh, bunch of folks here, really. Uh, Women's World, Women's Riders World Relay. Say that five times fast. Uh, they came to the Bay Area. They met at Moto Guild over on Treasure Island. If the folks don't know about Moto Guild, it's a great place to, Moto Guild, it's a great place to actually uh, go and work on your bikes. They got folks there. They have uh, bins there and tools there and uh, tutorials. So if you ever need to work on your own bike and don't have a space, Moto Guild's a place to do it. They're on 13th Street in Treasure Island, and they got a bunch of folks there, a bunch of areas where you can work on your bike and uh, tutorials as well, which is awesome. So anyways, the Women's Riders World Relay had a great, great time there. Uh, they showed up after the Dames Don't Care, and a few other folks uh, welcomed them to the city. They had a ride through the city, and they ended up uh, going to uh, Treasure Island in the end. So that was a very, very fun time. From there, from there they went down south. <laughs> Sorry, I said I was under the weather. Anyways, um, so anyhow, they went down south and had a great ride from what I hear. And uh, I believe Emily will be here next week and she'll be able to give you a whole rundown on how the weekend went, which is really, really cool. So uh, Women's Riders World Relay. Hope you're still out there having a great time going through California and wherever your destination leads you. You are. All right. Well, um, like I said, give us a couple of seconds. We're getting our show together. Thank you for uh, joining uh, Racers Alley here at Mini Radio. We got Milk Crate Brian spinning tunes. We got Wade Boyd uh, coming in talking about, uh, uh, well, uh, Berliner Berliner opening up here in the Lower Hate. So we'll uh, get back to you soon. Cheers. Thank you. 
Might as well get on the mics here and let's turn some mics on. Anyhow, welcome back to Racers Alley here in the heart of the mission. Uh, we have the machine coming in telling some tales. And uh, boy, oh boy, well, we got Milk Cake Brian and hello, uh, hello. Yar Yar and uh, Wade Boyd. Yar. Zoom, zoom. Zoom, zoom. And uh, boy, yeah, it's been a crazy few weeks. Uh, like I said, we've been off and such. And uh, in between then, uh, been a lot of uh, activities on motorcycling. Uh, again, Fun Track Days is out there. And uh, they did the Thunder Hill East on October 4th and uh, Thunder Hill West on September 8th. So, uh, Fun Track Days. Uh, boy, oh boy. They're, uh, actually, all the track days seem to be winding down. So, those boys are going to be out there on Thunder Hill West on October 26th and uh, November <laughs> November 11th in uh, Thunder Hill East. Uh, so, uh, Fun Track Days. Always uh, go see Augie and the boys. You can find them at www w fun track days d-a-y-z.com and uh actually you know he's always said if you actually uh mention racers alley he'll give you a discount so uh if you're listening want to go to a track day get a little bit of cash off and uh on the day themselves and uh you know what's really neat about that that, that fun track days is uh i was mentioning earlier today with a customer that came in over at tokyo moto and um Basically, what's nice about the they got the instructors there. They got uh, you know like uh, one and five or such, and uh, they really pay attention to you as a rider. So if you come in and uh, you know they see you sitting there just rrr and feeling a little mopey, they'll actually come and talk to you and they go, hey man, what's up? And uh, they'll just go over what uh, what you did and try and figure out uh, where you're having a little uncomfortable issues and go out with you next time you're out personally. And uh, so that's really nice. So they really pay attention to the riders. They really try to help you out and make you feel good about being out there as well as overcoming you know any issues that uh, might make you feel uncomfortable going around the course so that's really really cool about Augie and the boys out there on fun track days and uh, you know uh, talking about that I believe Max Klein will always be out there with uh, oxymoron photography uh, taking pictures because uh, he's really great at uh, out there at all the track days and races uh, getting all your portraits out there so you can always uh, visit oxymoron photography as well and get your pictures of your 
yourself out there on them fun track days, right? So anyhow, also about fun track days, each time you go out on the first practice session when you come in, you kind of got a break, right? So what they have is actually they have a uh, kind of a, like a class decompression session or whatever. But what's nice is they also kind of, okay, this is what you went through first time out, you know, go from there. And then they'll go, okay, well, next time let's talk about what's coming up. So they'll actually give you a little, uh, you know, insight at uh, the next, next school, what to pay attention to around the next turns and such. And each class they do tends to uh, get a little bit more on the skill set as you go on through the day. You get more skills. They kind of like, actually, you know, well, they give you a little instruction on, okay, this time look for this or trail break, that type of thing. So we'll have Augie here on actually probably next week or so, and uh, he'll actually be able to be a little more detailed as far as uh, what he does in the sessions in between the actual track days but they're very very economical they have a couple of different uh, courses out there and like i said the year is winding down so check them out october 26th november 11th thunder hill west and the 26th thunder hill east on the 11th and you might actually see me out there so yar yar anyhow boy oh boy uh machines in the town how you doing, Alex? How Good you doing, mate? You Good to see you. We always hang out over our local pub benders and, uh, you know, shoot the shit. And the other day we were talking about motorbikes. And, uh, boy, you have a history. <laughs> I do. I have not a history of motorbikes. I've got a history of being born in Peru the same as you, though. <laughs> that as well. We were just talking the other night about Machu Picchu and such. It's, uh, it's been a million years since I've been to Peru. And also, like I said, we have Wade Boyd here in town and, uh, well, Milk Great Brian. And uh, exciting news. Um, Boy, you know, uh, Christine's a subculture racer. She's been a, a sidecar uh, passenger for boy, a long, long time. I think probably, what, 16, 17 years? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So uh, she's been uh, racing all over the uh, well, certain continents. and uh, International. Yeah, international, for sure. And uh, she's always worked at a place called Rosamond. And uh, everyone knows her near Toronado down in Lower Haight. And uh, exciting news is she bought the, the franchise location, yeah? Yeah, so she's got the, the place. It's now going to be called Berliner Berliner. And all of the neighborhood is totally behind her. And we're going to totally make it work. She's going to blow everybody's socks off on her great food, the sausages and the satin. She adds goodies and makes specials, and and she has secret German recipes. <laughs> yeah, it'll be great. I mean, um, everyone around is also very excited about that because, I mean, she's kind of family and um, also very modest because, you know, I mean, as far as being an international racer, you know, most people don't look, I don't know what does an international racer look like, but, you know, yeah. there she is serving your sausages yeah. every day in and she, out. And, uh, she's the little German girl behind there selling the German sausages, giving you the, the great little experience and everything. And, and she's been nice to everybody in the neighborhood. So everybody wants to see it happen. Is it, is it, is it working? And... and are you still open? Can we have another sausage? <laughs> yeah, it's a, like I said, you know, um, yeah, everyone's really buying for her. It's finally, you know, it's great. You know, uh, finally she has her own business after slaving away for so many years, you know, doing other people's things like we all do, you know, regularly. Yeah, she so started at the bottom. True. I started even farther down than that. Can you, take, can you still take the sausages next door to Tornado? Yep. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. All yeah, those folks are very happy. It's uh, totally part of it. Yeah. It's, uh, Tornado is, is basically basically their landlord and so they're hand in hand so it was their idea to um with the owner and everybody in Toronto to create that little sausage place we found out the other day it was a balloon store 
What? Before that. There's no more balloon stores left, so she must have to sell balloons on the so, side yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. have to get it's some balloons one. and give them away or something. <laughs> a balloon store. Holy moly. That's like a button shop. You know, they're few and far between nowadays. Wow. Yeah. That's neat. And, uh, yeah, Tornado's out there, Molotov's, uh, one of our sponsors here uh, at Racers Alley as well. And, uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's, you know, uh, Mad Dog. There's a whole bunch of places around there. And um, you can also get stuff to go or even better um, take it home and cook them you know there's, there's a there's an array of actual sausages I mean it's, it's, yeah yeah I'm, re- I'm really I'm really glad to be getting uh, to have to have that on lower hate now because I just uh, I'm not allowed into my local Vietnamese store anymore so I went I, I went I went I went in and I said give me a fucking sandwich and he, goes, he goes I gotta ban me and he's like I was like what I'm not allowed to back in again he goes yeah I gotta ban me uh, wah, wah, wah. So, we got some jokes going yeah. on. So Berliner, Berliner is the place to go now. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you exactly. Go. You got to come on the show. Pam Tassel's Comedy Club show on, on uh, Fridays or Saturdays. And, uh, start shooting out some lines there. Yeah. Right on. Sheen's telling jokes. Yeah. And uh, talking about that, you know, um, it's so it's it's. Everyone's uh, totally, totally happy for Christine getting this this gig, and uh, she earned it, you know. Uh, and it's a dream come true, and uh, you know, vicariously with all of us as well, you know. It's it's really, really great. Yeah, hers hers is actually a little little longer and stuff. So uh, I don't want to say she ran away from home, but she all but ran away from home, and you know, she wanted to run off. She ran off to America to live an American dream. She's been here for a bunch of years. She she showed up knowing she says one word, and that was umbrella. Wow, <laughs> that's a hard that's a hard road. No kidding. <laughs> I did not know she had to that's, learn English when she got here. <laughs> that's funny because I left 30 years ago to go to Germany, and my the only words I knew was somebody told me just say when you when someone picks you up hitchhiking, just say ich bin doof. I was like okay, no problem. Didn't have any book with me. I went first guy stops pick me up. I'm like. Ich bin doof. And he just looked at me and drove off. I was like, well, that's a bit weird. So, so I go to, the, go to the gas station. I go, ich bin doof. And they're like, do you know what that means? I was like, no. And he goes, it just means you're stupid. I'm like, ah. That's, uh, that's yeah. a true story. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I don't doubt it. I mean, yeah. You are. Uh, yeah, I'm a little afraid to say stuff because I, I always forgot what it meant. And it's like, uh, I don't want to say the wrong thing. So oh. I'm bad at foreign languages. Yeah, well, I, I, I think lived, everyone in the world knows Americans are just not there for that, you know. Yeah, I lived in Germany for three and a half years, and practicing my German was horrible. Like, I went to a bank and. <laughs> two, two of the best ones. I went in the bank and I basically was practicing German and I said, "Can I steal hundred dollars, hundred D mark <laughs> back in the nineties And they went and got the manager and the security and everything because I just walked up and said it. <laughs> it was I was the only one there, and I was really calm about it. And they got the security and everything. They're like, "What?" Oh, they started rabbit raging at me. He spent some time and, for a second. And I just and I, all, I, all I was asking was to take out a hundred dollars. That's all I wanted. Oh, but <laughs> you like, acted sounded like give me give me your money. Yeah, give me your money. Give me a, give me a hundred dollars right now. Uh, boy, it's yeah, always a, funny when those friends mislead you with the foreign language. I know. Totally. I was living in yeah. Denmark for two years and. Uh, <laughs> I'd always get confused at the grocery store because after I'd pay for everything, the person behind the stand would say this thing to me that was something like, Busa, Busa, and I'd be all confused. I'd be like, what the hell does this mean? So I went home to my Danish friends and I said, look, I'm at the grocery store. They keep saying this word, Busa. I don't know what the fuck it means. And they're like, oh, that just means if you want a bag. 
And I'm like, okay, so what do I say back? They're like, what you need to do is you need to say FISA. That means I've got it myself. And I'm like, okay, that's great. That's what I need. So I go through, 14-year-old girl at the checkout counter checks me out and goes, Bolsa? And I go, FISA. And she looks at me like I'm crazy. And I just keep saying it, FISA, FISA. And then she leaves. And the manager comes and she says, get out of my store. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Whoa. like, okay. So I take everything going. I go, hey, guys, I tried that FISA thing. They all start <laughs> laughing up. Apparently, FISA means pussy. Oh, we so, are. Oh, <laughs> which no. I can say because we're an internet radio. <laughs> um, so basically, I had just propositioned this 14-year-old girl working at a checkout stand, which was... Luckily, luckily Pops didn't actually I, just, uh, can you over the head with something? Uh, Holy uh, moly. I, I, have to, I have to set the scene for you here. I'm living in Germany, again, practicing my German. My cousin came down from Sweden, and my girlfriend's landlady on a farm let him stay in the farmhouse for like two weeks. So after two weeks is gone, I'm working as a dishwasher up in up in the Alps. And wow. after he's gone, I go on a stormy November night. It's, I have to walk up the stairs. There are barns below. Their main house is upstairs. I walk up with a bottle of wine and some flowers. Storming. It's like there's rain pouring down. And I knock on the door like... No answer. So I knock again. The door opens and the landlady's there. And I was like, Danke, dass Sie meine Cousin ausgenommen hast. And she, the look on her face was like, like, what the fuck? She slams the door. Her husband comes running at the door, Uh-oh. opens it up, and, I, and I, was, I hadn't pulled the, 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 the flowers and the wine out yet. I pull them out, and he just goes mad at me. He doesn't speak any English. And then I repeat it, and he just takes a flower, slams the door, and I go back down to my girlfriend. And she goes, how did that go? I was like, oh, I went really badly. I don't know. They, do, they, don't like, they don't like wine and flowers. And she asked me what I'd said. I got one letter wrong in that whole sentence. Instead of saying thank you for putting my my cousin up for the for the for the week, uh-huh. I said thank you for gutting my cousin with one one letter. Yeah, <laughs> you for gutting, and, uh. they, they, and they didn't get it. <laughs> they were, like, they they were the incensed. She had, to, she had to go back and explain to them that he's Scottish. Yeah, exactly. And you know, as far as Scotsman goes, I mean. Boy, I was a kid, and um, I was uh, managing a warehouse, uh, a furniture warehouse. This is back in the, you know, uh, early uh, late '80s, and uh, we got the Scotsman and uh, warehouse guy, you know, and no one could understand a word he said. And this is before, yeah. Now I have a kind of a good ear with with accents and stuff, you know. But uh, even at the aisle for a second, you know, it, it was neat to hear all the accents because I think the more you deal with them, the less you become, you know, non-understanding, you know. So yeah, this guy couldn't. I mean, no one could understand a word he said. Must have been from Port Glasgow. It's just really, really good. It's a very thick accent, and you know, he gets so angry. I'm trying to tell you this, you know, and I go, I know you're trying to tell me this, but I can't understand a word you're saying. Because, yeah. <laughs> what did he say? Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, and he goes, can you write it down? You know, but, uh, yeah, in the end, uh, uh, of course, we all understood each other, and he had, he did end up taking over my position, which is great. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's very interesting with cultures and accents. When I went to the aisle for the first time, you know, I'm sitting there, and it's like, you're American, huh? Yeah, you're from California, aren't you? You know, it was like, they, 
yeah how did you guess you know it's like yeah compared to everyone yeah everyone has a as, as, compared to here we don't we don't hear that always where in europe that's a commonality where you're always going to hear you know that type of a, a change in, 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 in yeah. i guess inflection or whatever yeah so know. so the reason i ended up in germany in the first place is i just finished university i got my motorbike license i'd fucking ridden down to see my folks living with them working in a warehouse same as you offered this amazing job with Motorola for assistant materials manager. My mate was just about to sell me his GBZ 900. Nice. Took me out on it. I was on the back, 135 mile an hour up the up the motorway. I was like, "Fuck, this is the bike for me." <laughs> and he, he, he goes, "It goes, it goes 155." It was, an, I think, it was an 89 GBZ yeah. 900, like mm-hmm. with grey with grey with purple and red racing stripe. So nice. I'm just about to buy it off him, and I get this letter in the mail from a mate of mine I went to university with 90 pages a fucking stupid bastard had taken whatever he'd taken in Frankfurt whatever drugs had fucked his head up and made, written me a 90 page letter that was like I can't go home you need to come and get me and bring me back to Scotland and I'm like you're fucking kidding me I'm just about to start my career <laughs> so, so he gave me the address of where he was and I get to the I get to the ferry to go over. I was like, "How the fuck am I going to get there?" He goes, "How much money you got?" I was like, "I'm just about to buy a motorbike. I've got f- seventeen hundred quid, and the bike's fifteen hundred. He goes, "All right, it won't cost you that much. Just get the ferry and come over and see me." Mm-hmm. So I get the ferry. I phone my folks up. Get over to uh, I get to Belgium, and I start hitchhiking. Right to I phone and they're phoning me when I get there. To just over the on the ferry, and they're like, "Oh, he says he's not going to be there anymore. He's going to be in southeast Germany." I'm like, "What the fuck? He's not in Frankfurt. He's not in southwest. Southwest. He's in southeast." Hitchhiked down there <laughs> to see him to save his ass. Went home 27 years later. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You just <laughs> stayed. <laughs> I stayed. I stayed right there. I'm still here. I'm still out on my holidays. <laughs> well, it's funny how life takes the left and the right. Totally. You know? And, you, you, and, and it takes a certain type of uh, person to actually just follow that. Yeah. You but, know? Uh, well, I didn't know it was me. You never know. You never know it was going to be you until it happened. <laughs> truly, truly, truly. You know, I mean, yep. I was going to be a sailor uh, back in uh, 1987, I think, six, seven. Uh, I had money to buy a sailboat uh, from a, a pal, and I was going to live on it in Martinez and Liverboard, save my rent, live on the boat. I always wanted to live on a sailboat, all that notion and stuff. And sure enough, it was going to happen. And uh, on a on a Saturday night, it's like my roommate Rick, who's an old, old pal of mine, and uh, he said, uh, uh, "Hey man, you know, all of the mates got bikes, and I don't know how to. You want to come and test ride it for me before helmet launch it?" So I went to Livermore, and uh, sure enough, to you know, it's a suburb world, but out there uh, still is, and uh, go on the bike, and uh, it's just a 83CB650. It had four pipes, very, very neat chrome tank, neat looking, well, chrome accents and uh, and the tank as well. So it was, it was a limited edition in a sense. It was very, as far as all those years of the bikes. And um, rode it around, RER came back and um, 
long dormant dragon woke up. You know, I was going to buy a boat that Friday, right? right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was like, you need to fill the tires up, otherwise Spike's cool, I'll ride it home, blah, blah, blah. So I'm riding, and it's just like, yeah, back then there was, I grew up without helmet loss, and then nothing finer than riding a bike without a helmet. Uh, you, you, you know, I, I've got two kids, and the week that I bought my, I was about to buy a, a Harley Sportster yeah. up on my street there 13 years ago, and uh, the the 5.0 Mustang came up for sale the same week for yeah. 1200 bu- bucks, and the <laughs> Harley was 3500 bucks. Plus, I had two kids that had to get to school every single morning. And I'd, it's I'd, convertible. I'd, yeah, I still have that. But uh, getting a bike's been out of my reach all the time. I've ridden a load of them, but I've still not owned one since the first one I got when I learned how to ride in 1989. Ow! I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I've been there, though. Yeah, sometimes you just stop riding for a while for whatever reason. But, uh, yeah, so long story short, I ended up, instead of uh, buying the boat, that riding that CB uh, throughout the week, I, uh, in between stores that I had managed, uh, I went by Concord Yamaha, and it was just, like, walked in. And back then, it was, this, uh, yeah, probably uh, uh, they had the uh, FCR 600s, 1000s, had the FCR 400. So this was, like, the 87s, 80s. And... Uh, Walked by, I wanted a cruiser. No, it didn't look right. I ended up buying a Yamaha Phaser. But I put down my cash, and it's like, you know, because they let you test ride it. And it goes, well, you need 500 bucks more. It's like, I'll be back at the end of the week. But there, there went my sailboat money. I mean, it's like my whole life could have been different on a sailboat. Out there. I could have been a proper pirate. In slow I'm motion, you would have been a proper pirate. Well, here you are at Mutiny, Ra- Mutiny Radio. You're, 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 half, you're halfway there. Right? Just, well, we've always been there with some culture. And uh, actually, uh, Wade's an admiral. He has a fleet of four boats, by the way. Someday I'll let you try one of my boats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he has. He's um, over in Brisbane. They got a bunch of kids, and uh, he made a, uh, boy, at least a dozen soapbox derby cars for that city. And you have to see the picture. Uh, maybe we'll get some on the uh, face of a book, Racer's Alley. But they're all phenomenal. I mean, he, he, everyone was just so unique and cool. And uh, the kids got to go ride down this big-ass hill in them soapbox derby cars. And uh, they came to more often. As time went on, it was like, can I have a car for next year, Wade? And he'd be sponsoring them cars and stuff. And uh, really neat. Yeah, a couple of them. It was the League of Extraordinary Racers. Yep. We decided to go with that to make it big instead of really small. And so I did three of Nemo's vehicles. He only, he only had three vehicles I know. Anyhow, he well, had two submarines. And then he had the, the, what I call the caddy with the four front wheels. And so I made each of those. And so that's why we named it the League of Extraordinary Racers. And all the cars are trying to compete with looking as good as that Cadillac. And all the kids were actually, the more they, go, they did, it's like, yeah, there are some kids who are really specially fast. And they, can you make one for me? And it was a really neat endeavor for Brisbane to do that, uh, you know, for a while. Yeah. They have it every year, and um, so they'll sponsor you with the, with a kit. 
no cheating, changing the wheels and stuff, but here's the rules. They're kind of a guideline. And so they'll sponsor you with a thing. I think it was $150 to get in. If your car goes down the hill, you get your money back. So you just can't win. It's supposed to be, you know, your parent and kid and stuff. We just wanted to build cars and go play. None of us have kids, so we rented them, as I call it. We went and found your, your kid has to come with a parent or whatever. So there's your manager, and here's your car, and you guys are a team, and you guys go race. If you need something, come back to the pits and I'll fix your car. But it wasn't, you know, it was supposed to be those guys sort of cheating on building the car and then you know, getting <laughs> to be the team. Your kid goes down the hill and you got in a, an extreme, super nice, like a Disneyland theme car. And then, yeah, you yeah. got to see the pictures. Yeah, wait, throw, yeah. throw those yeah. on uh, the Racers Island Facebook. Yeah, I'll, I'll, so, I'll try. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so, oh, sorry. We have a pirate ship. The secretary goes, well, you don't have a pirate ship. So I built a pirate ship. That's, we're rich pirates. Not, not poor yeah. pirates. We're rich pirates. He literally has uh, three or four boats. Uh, I have two boats and the, the soapbox derby car that are pirate ships. Two boats. Okay. And, I thought you had three boats. And are they, do, you, do you dock them all less than waist deep? Uh, I, do, you have I, to I, wait, do you have to wade out to them? Or what? No, okay. so they're really good looking. <laughs> I, I sort of made them like a dolly. They're, they're, they're flat bottom. Most of their life, they're going to be d- docked on land. Um, so I put wheels on the back so you could pick the, the very tip up and walk away with it. Nice. And then you like walk. a derby you, car. Yeah, so you walk it over into the water. You push it in. And then, so I did all my homework on YouTube and stuff. And anyhow, you know, a guy, buddy that has a real boat goes, eh, you might want to put pontoons on that thing. And phew, I want to say, good thing I did. <laughs> good thing I did. So I made pontoons and stuff, and and so the, I put a roommate, in, a third guy, I put it in here. Try it. Go around. We're in Lake Merced, and he all but sunk it. He was going to go across the bay. He turns, where is he going? Oh, it's not that tested. He comes back, and he's going, I have a problem. I have a problem. And by the time he got to it, it was full of water. I have the, the life vest on, and I'm on the dock. And he goes, throw me the... Throw me the rope. Throw me a rope. And it's like, you have the rope. And he, well, I didn't get to finish the sentence. The, the rope is tied to the pillow that his head is on. <laughs> so I, I got a, a safety pillow and a 50-foot rope in case it sinks because I don't know how deep it is. And so he, he freaks out. He jumps out. Throttles wide open. It nose dives. He's in like six foot of water or less. Anyhow, he swims over there the the pirate ship is in a nosedive the motor's outside spinning everything's f- floating out there goes the pillow the pillow worked really good and there goes the rope and the the pontoons would not let it sink no way so the pontoons worked and they kind of keep it stable but it's it's like a soapbox derby car it's a one person can't be too big a uh, little boat and and then I got a five-speed big trolling motor. You put it in fifth, and you go, and you get out 20 feet or so, and you go into slow motion. Am I moving? Is it, if you steer, you'll figure out if you're moving. It's it's so different. It's so, yeah, life in slow motion. Nothing. So, so hitchhiking over to Germany that time to save my mate. I get there, and he's like, ah, I'm fine. I just wanted to get you the fuck out of Britain. I was like. You're fucking kidding me. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm good. I'm like, 
so anyway, ended up hitch- hitchhiking all around Europe for like 10 months. That's 1,700 quid back in the day when you sleep in fields and only eat bread and red peppers. Ooh. That lasted yeah. the full 10 months, no worries. So the next time I was on a motorbike, just happened to, we'd been all through Italy on Stromboli, climbed the most active volcano in the world at the time, blah, Neat. blah. He'd say, he says, let's go to Amsterdam. I'm like, on the way to Sweden. All right, we'll have two days in Amsterdam. Get to Amsterdam, pitch our tents at the campsite closest to the town centre. Well, that two days turned into three weeks without, <laughs> us, even, without us even knowing it. And you're supposed to move your tent every two days, so we should have known that. They were like, move your tent every two days so this lush grass doesn't get uh, messed up. Right, they, that's so, so, so after three weeks, I hadn't moved my tent. Somebody gave me a bit of cake. I didn't drink any alcohol at the time for like six years, but someone gave me a bit of cake. Didn't tell me it was space cake. I'm like <laughs> tripping balls for, for, for like days. And then the campground attendant comes over and he tells me basically get off of this get off of this piece of land I'm like okay so I pack up my rucksack same one as an Eddie the Eagle movie actually it was green and purple and one of the dudes was a biker on the campsite he's like it's gonna be hard to get out of town hitchhiking back down to the south of Germany he's like I'll give you a ride on my bike he had a the Kawasaki LTD 1000 cool this was 1990 about October November puts me on the back of that through the tunnels Drops me at the nearest uh, rest, rest, rest stop gas station, whatever you call it here. I can't even remember what you call it now that I'm talking about this. I've been here 21 years. <laughs> what do you call it? A, a rest stop. Yeah, right. Yeah, a rest stop. Drops me there. I can stick my thumb out, out my mind and start hitching again. <laughs> yeah. So that was my that was my that was my next bike. So I was still <laughs> I was still looking to get a bike. My whole life I've been looking to get one, and it just never quite get to it. Wow. Yeah. Well, now's the season. I mean, I'm a guy that's yeah. always compulsively buying them off Craigslist, and this season from about October to February is when they're cheap. All oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm always looking the deals this time of year because it's it's very seasonal. People once it starts to get cold and dark, they need a little cash. They start selling them cheap and. Then when it gets warm and nice outside, the value goes up. So yeah. I tell all my friends that say, yeah. oh, I'm really looking for a bike. It's like, well, tell me what you're looking for, mm-hmm. and I'll put it on my radar. Because uh, the stuff's out there, and there's just phenomenal yeah. deals this time Almost of year. Almost everything's out there. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who, who's are the three bikes out there? In which order? Mine's the crazy Goldwing with the cow skull on the nice, front of it. I just built awesome. that for Dirtbag Challenge, a build-off. <laughs> what's, so, what's Dirtbag Challenge? It's a build-off where you build a bike in under two months for under $2,000. Oh, uh, And then there's a three-day, 300-mile uh, ride you go on, camp overnight a couple nights, and if you make it to the end... You're in a show, and they have different prizes for different categories of bikes and stuff. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's a, it's a real institution. Um, and I also wanted to give a shout-out to uh, our friend Paulo from Dirtbag Challenge. He's doing a very interesting project in the next coming months with uh, a Filipino cultural organization where they're restoring this kind of strange Filipino vehicle. It's a lot like if you've ever seen the Indian tuk-tuk. I was going to say, of, a tuk-tuk? I kind of like be, a tuk-tuk. Be, I've been in a few of them, actually, in India. This particular one is a Rebel 250 with some kind of tuk-tuk-like sidecar. So they're going to be restoring that, and he's doing a documentary on that. And somehow I got roped into doing all the electrics because there you go. everybody saw my wiring skills at Derpen Town. Yeah, it's like having a pickup truck. Now yeah, you're so in, now yeah. they're like, can you do the electrics for yeah, it? Yeah, I saw like, pictures yeah, of 
but sure. somebody didn't know how to weld and they used mostly rebar. Yeah. <laughs> no this kidding. This apparently is all made with rebar. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. I went, I went to I went to Asia for six and a half months after living in Germany for three and a half, and like the next bike I was looking at was it? I think it was a KZ KZ five hundred in Saigon to drive up to Hanoi. Has anyone heard of that bike? I was looking up before I got here. Uh, yeah. yeah, the KZ500. KZ500, yeah. 500, uh, yeah. I, I, those, uh, the Hell Rats, uh, Jim had one, and I think 8283, it was a kickstart blue one. Yeah, yeah they, were, they were so popular in Vietnam. You, you could you could buy one in Saigon or Hanoi, whichever one. It's, I think it's a 1,700-kilometer, like, 1,000-mile journey. And you just buy one, put your rucksack on, and drive up. The, so, so I was supposed to do that. Uh, but the the American girl I was traveling with at the time we got on a test drove. I was like, "This is brilliant." She's like, "That no effing way are we are we going thousand miles?" And I was like, "Come on!" She's like, "No, we're getting the train." I'm like, "So that was my next time to buy a bike," and I got like. Squashed, shut down. Shut right? down. Well, did she regret her decision on the train, though? Because the no. trains can be rather crowded as no, well. The train was... We, we were actually very fucking lucky that we got the train. I didn't even know what a typhoon was until I got to Da Nang. Sure. <laughs> so, the, so we're... They're, they're like, there's a typhoon coming in. I was like, ah, that sounds cute. A typhoon. <laughs> yeah, what does that I mean? I <laughs> What's that? I, I did, you know, you were, there was no internet at the time, and everyone's like, I was like, a typhoon. Oh, it sounds like a bit of water coming in. So, <laughs> it's actually the same as a hurricane. It's exactly the same as a hurricane. No it's shit. just a different. It's more water. It's, it's, it's just wind. The, it's just the Asian name for a for a hurricane. It's gotcha. <laughs> so the train, so the the swell. We're going up the we're going up the on the train. And suddenly we're just, we're only on water. And the train's built up about three foot up. And we're just on water. And I'm like, how come we're going to cross the freaking ocean here? (laughs) And and everyone's panicking. And I'm just going, oh, this is awesome. Like, walking on water. Everyone's everyone's, like, the windows are open. Like, it's like real old rickety train. And I'm just going, this is freaking great. There's little little (laughs) islands all over the place. There's people in houses battening down the hatches. I'm like, wow, it must be, it must be, it must be getting a bit stormy out there. (laughs) So, So we get to Da Nang and the conduct the the uh, the train stops and they're like fucking everyone's rushing off and I'm just I'm just standing there and my girlfriend and I are just going yeah what the fuck's happening and somebody comes up they're like get off the train and we're like I'm like why and they're like typhoon typhoon I'm like oh, yeah it must be really big typhoon whatever that means still still didn't even know so the this person escorts us into a breeze block building with no windows and there's this old gentleman there i have a picture of me and him and he, look, and he looks like ho chi Minh. he's the guy's about 90 and he's just cowered down behind this breeze block open window and he just motions for us to come like sit beside him so we do like this hurricane was 14 hours, right? We sat in that breeze block. There's fucking Dorothy was flying past the window. The, Holy the, moly. The, the, the okay. houses were flying by the window. Everything. Nothing actually came into this opening. That was only, it was only like, uh, it was like three foot by three foot. No window in it or anything. Totally bare breeze block structure. And we just sat it out for 14 hours. I was like, Oh, that was a typhoon. All right. So, <laughs> I don't want to come by so, those again. <laughs> so, so we come out. We come out in the morning the next day, and it's just devastation. <laughs> There's fucking 
coconuts and palm trees and fucking tables and everything's just and like everything's just destroyed. I'm like that. Holy moly. Whoa, that's fucking insane. That's a typhoon. That was that, that's a typhoon. But then the, the the next train is is so um, that train left somehow. I don't know where it fucking went because we had to wait another <laughs> another <laughs> ten hours for the next one. I was like, where the fuck did the train go that I just got off? <laughs> but it must have got everyone off and just pissed off and gone like, I'm getting out of here. Got in a mountain tunnel or something, you know? Yeah, it, it, it went somewhere. Yeah. So we we were stuck there for a good ass long time. And but after the storm, so fucking calm. It was beautiful. Just in all the rubble and everything around us. All the thatch lying about. We just write the table up, put, put a chair down, and this this person just came out of a of somewhere and brought us a little cup of coffee, like <laughs> a cup of Vietnamese coffee. Oh, no, awesome. no food or anything. Just yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, it wasn't a cafe. They were like they just very graciously gave us. I was like, fuck it. Vietnamese coffee is the best. Condensed milk with the drip yeah. thing on the top <laughs> dripping down. Had one of them. Yeah. Well, they were just Good. trying to yeah. let's get back to normal. And, so I was, you know? yeah, v- everyone was just back to normal. I was, I was, so I was very fucking lucky I was not on that KZ, KZ 500 because I wouldn't have had a fucking clue. I was like, I just getting a bit windy. <laughs> was the last with you when you guys all hunkered down for 14 yeah. hours? Yep, totally. Oh, holy moly. Yeah. Now, when you mentioned that earlier, was there a was there a, a roof structure or were you there all was a, There was a roof. Okay, yeah, yeah, there was a roof. I don't even remember looking up. I have a, I have a slide of it. It's a beautiful <laughs> slide. Um, it was like a bunker. Picture. Yeah, you it guys hunkered down. No, it wasn't a bug. The window was open. I swear it was like just open, and we never got sucked in, sucked out, and nothing came in because <laughs> it must have been just going like that and just flying. I remember just looking at he's, the guy just kept pushing us down, going, "Don't fucking look up." <laughs> and I got my, yeah. my head chopped off. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. You so, know, uh, I've been lucky so far on not buying bikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, crazy storms. Uh-huh. Yeah, so let's uh let's see. Let's let's get some music on for a second. Seven o'clock. Oh, can, we, can we have business dicks metal surf? Right. Since we're talking about surf and uh, typhoons. <laughs> can you get that one there? Uh I didn't bring it. <laughs> oh, is, we'll, is we'll work on it. It's on the internet. <laughs> oh. Well, we do it. No, we here. do vinyl here. Oh, vinyl. Really? Sorry. I brought, oh, all vinyl man, all the we're time. We're just about to do our vinyl. No iPods Dang. and iPads here. Yeah. Up here. That, we are. <laughs> it's funny. We're just about to release our album in the next couple of months. That's something Good. new. We we'll have to work, work on. It. But we'll talk about that in the, the next uh, next part uh, about your album. We are. We Lovely. never had a request like that before. <laughs> <laughs> right? And we found a pianist, too. But uh, that's a different thing. Uh, one of I our found one this morning. Shane is a... Uh, Shane over at Benders as a as a classical uh, pianist. You were there. telling me that's an amazing story about yeah him. about how he went out. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk about that in our uh, segment soon. Uh, Milk crate. What do we got going on? Uh, we've got local band from Oakland, the Phenomenats. Phenomenats. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> 